amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Light of Truth. And uh, you have Terry and Sharon on the line with you. And I'll pull Sharon over momentarily. We are coming to you from the beautiful mountains of Flagstaff, Arizona. And uh, sometimes in the background of this show, you will hear a little bit of doggy noise or a little bit of forest noise. And uh, that's because we are real-life people that don't necessarily come from a studio at this point. And uh, you just kind of get us as we are, which is, I think, part of the beauty of things. So I do have Sharon with me, I believe. Are you there with me, Sharon? I am. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Super. So, how are you doing today, Miss Sidekick? I am doing, I am doing fantastic, and I'm actually enjoying the uh, the sunshine and the uh, the lovely forest sounds. How are you doing? I am about the same. <laughs> I'm trying to find a spot to land. So, <laughs> at this point in the in the home to see where the uh, where the most quiet spot will be <laughs> for today's show. <laughs> well, isn't that what we were just talking about as we were both getting positioned is, you know what, it's not perfect, but you know what, we're doing it. So Right, and that is so perfect for today's topic. So today what we're going to be talking about is, you know, so many of us have this call to do something. We've, we feel it, maybe we know what it is, and in many cases we don't know what it is that we're feeling called to do. But wow, are we feeling it. And so part of what happens with that is, you know, I know for myself, along the line, I used to try to wait for everything to be perfect. And that doesn't happen. (laughs) That doesn't happen right out the gate. Sometimes it doesn't happen for years and years and years and years. So, for example, Mystical Truth itself has been around for about 11 years. And, uh, you know what, it just is what it is, and I just am what I am. And the thing that I think makes the difference is that above all, and Sharon can can attest to this, above all, I do my very best to walk my talk. So things are not perfect. However, I always strive to be what I teach. And to me, that's the priority. And as long as I'm doing that and I'm doing my best to show up to answer that call that I have from the universe or from God or creation or whatever you want to call it, um, I think I know that that's what makes the difference. And so what happens a lot of times is I, I believe people try to wait till everything's perfect or pretend everything's perfect or sink just way more than they really can actually afford to sink, whether it's money, energy, whatever it might be, time, et cetera, 
into things to make it appear as if and hopefully get it to that place of perfection and they've you know it it just it just isn't holistic i guess is the word that's coming to me so so you have us as we are every show that we do here <laughs> at the light of truth is really just <laughs> you're just what you hear is what you get <laughs> that is the reality <laughs> of what is happening in life. And, you know, I'm a normal person. Sharon's a normal person. The people in the past that have been on the show with me are normal people that are all just doing their very best to walk their path. And uh, I do my very best not to bring to my listeners or my students people that I feel are not authentic. And sometimes, actually, a lot of the time, authenticity and integrity-based uh, very often means that you do not see perfection because honestly perfection is in imperfection right the the perfection of things is is what makes it so beautiful so not that we try to be imperfect but i don't know anybody who's perfect or anything that is perfect it may the veneer may be uh but when you look behind the curtain i've had the ability to look behind the curtain at a lot of different situations, whether it's the personal development gurus or the spiritual gurus. And I've seen behind their curtains in many cases, and um, it's it's not pretty in a lot of cases. And in a lot of cases, it's beautiful, but it's not perfect. <laughs> so, that's, so this is what we're talking about today is how do you have this call to do something, whatever that something may be, and let yourself self-pursue it without getting caught up in that sociological pressure to have it be perfect before you get out there or try to appear to be something that you're not yet, that whole fake it till you make it thing. Um, So that's what we're talking about today, right? Kind of? It it absolutely is. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I keep muting because different sounds are coming up. Right. Including those, including my own imperfections, because frankly, the more that I've been walking my authentic path and getting more in alignment with it, uh, the more imperfect I realize I am. <laughs> Would you be willing to share? Because it's really kind of, it's kind of funny. Before we go into my story, let's, I know I'm just tossing this at you because we didn't talk about it, but let's talk a little bit because you're new on this answering the call, walking your path, and seeing what happens. Because you came from a life where you really kind of had to have your guard up and appear to be a certain way. Am I, am I correct in that thinking? Oh, absolutely. You needed to fit. I, I came from a, a, a large corporation where I spent about a quarter of a century of my life uh, as a professional. And you, you needed to affect the persona that reflected the company. And uh, – um, you, you needed to act a certain way most of the time, especially if you were on. And it's very interesting to just be me and, and get comfortable remembering who I am, which has been a big part of the whole journey is shedding those layers of that was, you know, who I was not and had been conditioned to be. So, yes, this has been very interesting. So are you willing to share a little bit about what you have discovered along the way about yourself? Because I think – that this probably happens to a lot of people, and 
if you were in a different situation, I would think you could probably be a little hard on yourself. If you didn't, oh, if you weren't around a situation where it was encouraged to, you know what, just roll with it. That's part of the charm. Yeah. The imperfection is part of the yes. charm. So would you be willing to share some of what you're seeing and how you're dealing sure, with it? Sure, sure. Huh. Yeah. Um, my goodness. It, it's just I, I had such a thin uh, segment of life that I was familiar with. And it was uh, the, the coworkers that I had, the neighbors that I had, the me that I, I thought I was, and it was a part of me. Um, but, but one of the things is I always felt that I didn't quite fit that corporate mold for any number of reasons. I, um, but, but one of which was I had always had my, my rocks and my plants and my beautiful things in my, my cube when I had a cube, my office when I had an office. And what, one of the most interesting things is I was trained as an engineer and worked as an engineer. So you're expected to be very left-brained and very analytical and feelings better not come into this. You, you, it needed to be qualitative information. And, yes, you could have some of the quantitative, but it, it had to be very fact-based. And for years, I mean, at least as early as 2000 when I first noticed it, is I would just know things needed to be a certain way. So if there was a product that I was designing, there was a user interface that I was designing. And I knew it was the right way to go from my right brain and from my intuitive side. But then I needed to turn around and put it into logic and be able to step other left-brain people through the process, um, which, which is very interesting because I knew it, but I had to prove it in a way that more logical people could follow. And one of the most devastating Brig assessment, we did this as a team, and <laughs> I, I was just crushed that I was a feeler rather than a thinker. And it, it it just blew my reality. <laughs> but that's who I really am. But I really wanted to be a thinker because, God darn it, I am an engineer, and we are thinkers, and we're logical. And, yes, I can be, but I am a feeler first, and I'm an, an intuitive first. Uh, so that in itself was, I, I think, the first inklings of there was something else that I should be doing. Nice. And so – I'm definitely getting to something specific that I've not I've not uh gotten you to yet. Talk to me about how you had to appear so together and now as you're letting yourself be yourself, I mean if you're willing, you're finding yeah. you maybe are a little klutzy. Oh god, yes. <laughs> That's where I'm really trying to get to because I could oh see goodness. that coming from the world you came from if you were not in an environment where it was, yeah, and so what? It could could that throw you a little bit as you're walking this path and you're shifting your life and you're pursuing that call that you have from the universe to do what you feel, and we'll get into that in a minute. But you're finding, sure. yeah, talk to us about that aspect because people could, I would think, be kind of hard on themselves if they were going through what you're going through. So that's why I want you to talk oh, about was- that if you would. Sure, yeah, the clumsiness, right? Um, so <laughs> I always pro- – shoot. Okay, so to start off with, I have two bruises on my forehead. <laughs> and this has become this routine thing. And it's only because I, I, I walk into doors, I'll open something up, and I'll bang my head on something. And that's so um, different for me 
at least in the past, because I needed to, to move my body in a certain way, which was, not, which was more guarded, more tense. And heaven forbid you do something klutzy, because number one, you'd be the brunt of the joke. But number two, that was not, that was not all put together. And not that I was always a put-together person, but I had that corporate image. And I run into things. My legs are continuously bruised. I drop things. I open my, my truck door, and it swings back, and it, it nails me in the knee. God, what, there was something the other day. I don't remember what it was. And then being able to laugh at myself. That's a big one that's come out as well, is I, I had a hard time laughing at myself. But it, it is now coming nice. so much more easily because wh- why am I so uptight? It's funny. It is funny. So why not enjoy it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, for someone watching it, it is. <laughs> you have to but, walk around with me when I'm in shorts and I'm all bruised. <laughs> but then also, you know, there's plenty of laughing that's done on this end of things, too, as we're working together. So Sharon is has kind of come into part of – Part of the call that you're answering has to do with mystical truth, and I'm, I'm actually going to ask you some questions about you answering this call um, from the universe, okay. and, then, and then I'm going to say go ahead and ask me some questions. So we'll, we'll have some yes. give and take here, but I want people to see some different ends of the spectrum because I've been answering this call my entire life, literally, and you're kind of coming to this. You've been answering other things, other calls for right. quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so... But staying on topic with this, you know, perfection in the imperfections, um, you've seen, as we're working more closely together now, you see kind of behind the curtain, like I was talking about with those other, that I've seen with other people. And uh, so so when I'm presenting, you see me in classes, and you've, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm an open book, I don't care. So... Let's talk a little so bit is, about what is it like, really? What I mean, because we laugh at me an awful lot. I think there was something last night. Is, I can't remember <clears throat> what it was last night. We were laughing, and I was like, oh, yeah, the great mystic. <laughs> you know, I don't remember I what don't it was. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> yes. But, okay, so one of the funniest things to me is when you're, you're, you're on a call or something like that, or I'll see you interacting, all of a sudden the phone gets muted she has a very she has very terry has very lovely dogs one of whom is a beagle who can be (laughs) very loud and very persistent especially when he has his favorite ball to the point of the phone gets muted and then the dog needs to be told to be quiet in in a very non-mystical way (laughs) (laughs) so yes i'll go from this i'll be on a call with someone who like maybe i'm doing some crisis counseling or it's a very yes. like intense, and I've got to be really on mark, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I've got this beagle just chomping at the bit to play with the ball, play with the ball, play with the ball, play with the ball. <laughs> like, so I just hit the mute, like, down, knock it off. <laughs> and, on, and then you're back into your mystical mode. <laughs> right? And that's, I think that's the beauty of being real is that um, – it switches back and forth so easily because it's legitimate. You know, I am truly it is legitimate. that person that I am on the phone with that person. And then I also am truly that person who's like, I'm trying to help this person. Will you please, I'll play with you after the call. Please stop, you know. And uh, 
both are real. Yeah. So, well, and then, like, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and, and the other part of that is you are in the moment. You are present in the moment. So you can make those quick shifts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it, um, I think that being present and in the moment is so critical to being authentic to who yes. we are because if we're not present and in the moment, then we're thinking about things that have been in the past and how people thought about us in the past or we're thinking about, well, what is this going to mean in the future? If we're just in the moment and we're being 100% authentic, then we never really have to worry about or think about what has happened in the past or what might happen in the future if we're being authentically ourselves. And that means, you know, my authentic self would like to see mystical truth grow and reach more people. And uh, that's another thing I'd like to talk about on this call, if you are so would be so kind as to remind me about what we're seeing in the statistics of our show and how yes. that answering yes. call is spreading on a global level. It's very exciting countries countries I've never even heard of. Uh, And so that being authentic, my authentic self wants mystical truth to grow. So I will authentically behave as I feel I should to accomplish that. And so my authentic self in the moment is that person that is growing and building into what I choose to become, what I want to see as change in the world, as Gandhi would say. So uh, it that present moment in the now, I think, is so important. And I didn't realize that people don't live there. You know, because I'm coming no. from a whole different place, right? And you're now that you're seeing behind the curtain, you're seeing that my authentic self really does not understand <laughs> in a lot of it's cases. Awesome. I That's really, really boring. don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily understand what a lot of people live with. And so Sharon is actually helping me to understand that a little bit more uh, as I grow so that I can be more of service to people because, you know, I've been studying and, and on this path literally since I was born. And I don't know that I was all that normal when I came in anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Not so I... <laughs> I have a hard time sometimes understanding where people are coming from. And um I because I see the potential in people. I know what you all are capable of and I know that you are just magnificent. And sometimes I forget that you uh you being the general public don't remember who you are. That's why the the slogan for mystical truth is revisit the wonder within, you know or something something like that, revisit the wonder of you. That's it. Revisit the wonder of yes. you. Yep. Uh, because I know it's there. It never went away. <laughs> you guys have just forgotten, that's all. And so the psychic development and the intuition and the wisdom and the the calm love for yourself and, and compassion, that's all just, it's there. It's just people have forgotten. And so that's my call in life is to help you all Revisit the wonder of you. That's really kind of what I'm about, you know, and and it's a beautiful path to walk. And it's lovely that Sharon has has stepped onto this path a bit to walk along with me for a while, for as long as she likes. But 
Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Coming from corporate, now you came out to visit. Uh, and, I did. And things have just sort of, uh, it's, it's this beautiful unfoldment that has occurred. So would you be willing to talk to us a little bit about the sense you had about, wow, I really am, you felt a call from the universe. You, you've been answering it, actively answering it. So um, is there anything that you would be willing to share about that coming from where you came from? Because I think, you know, this is typically the kind of person I work with is someone who is coming from maybe corporate or politics or, you know, this very uh, successful people in their own life. But there's something missing. There's a call that they can't quite make heads or tails of. So would you help us understand what your journey has been like? Sure, sure. <clears throat> well, where it be really began to accelerate was a little over five years ago when I came to Sedona. Just, just on a random chance, I had no idea what Sedona, Arizona was and what it meant. And happened to stay in a bed and breakfast where I met Terry, who offered, uh, I think you offered us a 10-minute visit at the center that you were working at at the time. And that began the unfolding. And I knew when I got on the plane from Minneapolis coming down to Phoenix that something big was going to happen. I just had no idea what it was. I just knew that life would be different on the other side of the visit. And that was so when... begins the call. Um, the call began. And right. what was very interesting is we did some, I think we did the 10-minute free session, and that unlocked. The, the key was in the lock, and it unlocked it. The door was not yet opened, but <laughs> that's when I found out there was something there. So we continued to work together during the four or five days that I was there, and it became very clear. You, you then said, hey, but I do something called an angel meet and greet. Before we go any further in the work we're going to do together, you need to meet your angels. And I, again, corporate, I was raised in the Episcopal Church, um, right? So family was in there, and we were all the, the good church people. And uh, I was always open-minded, but I never really thought about my angels or guardian angels or the fact that they are there with me all the time, regardless that of whether I real. believe in them. They <laughs> right. were, yeah, right? And I didn't need to believe in them for them to believe in me. Right. And. That was the beginning. I think it really unlocked it was having time in that angel meet and greet. Um, and I'm just going to stop for a moment if you want to talk a little bit about the angel meet and greet. I don't know if I that's do the right time now or if share I share your story. Going. Yeah, okay. let's let's okay. remember to revisit that because that is a huge part of the calling. Perfect. But I want to hear your story first. I want people okay. to understand how you are responding to that call, how you're feeling that call. Uh, because you're closer to where they are than I am. Perfect. You know? Perfect. So We lost you. Are you there? Okay, so we've we've lost Sharon a little bit. She will regain connection in just a moment. Flagstaff is a beautiful, beautiful place to see, but the cell phone reception is not so great, which is also one of those things that is lovely about Flagstaff. <laughs> So uh, do we have you back yet or no? Okay. So part of what we run into is, and I'm just going to kind of uh, 
take over a little bit while while we regain Sharon. <laughs> so Oh, okay. So I'm seeing Sharon's phone at the moment and it's saying uh that the temperature has gone out of control. <laughs> so <laughs> the uh yeah. So we will regain her in a moment. Uh, so what happens when we're answering this call is that there's this feeling. It's almost like a magnet is pulling us forward. And we sometimes don't know what we're being pulled to. And it can become very frustrating and irritating to have that happen. And it's this, there's something, there's something, there's something. And this really happens a lot in uh people who are already successful with their life. And um, so what will happen is, well, I'm in Sharon's case, and I'm just going to, until we get her back again, I'm just going to uh, continue. Um, In her case, you know, she's in corporate America. She's an engineer. She's very successful in what she does. And Sharon has this very interesting history that we probably could do one whole show on and probably will at some point. but she has been answering different calls, I suspect, to make a difference in the world and pave the way for new things. And and now she's, you know, so many years ago, she's five, seven, ten years ago, whatever it is, she's in corporate America, she's doing the engineer thing, but she's feeling there's something more, there's something more, there's something more. There's something bigger than myself that I need to be a part of, and this really isn't it. <clears throat> and this call that we have can sometimes be mistaken as uh, a career change, which I see people fall into very often, is that, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to be a healer now, or I'm going to go and I'm going to uh, do teachings and readings and this kind of thing in the metaphysical world, or I'm going to go start a nonprofit and that's what I'm going to do with my life. And what happens is they answer the call, but they are not able to uh, sustain themselves financially. And so when you have people who are very successful in life, very often those are the ones who have this call. You know, And so we have to be sure that we help you slash them find their way to answering the call without destroying the life that they've built. It doesn't mean that you have to wreck your marriage or you have to alienate your kids or you have to suddenly change your style of living, it has nothing to do with any of that. And so when you're answering this call, very, very often, actually most of the time, it's something you do on the side. It's something you do in addition to what you do to keep your life stable. And that's really what the mystical truth is all about, is helping people, I believe we have Sharon back. Do we have you back, ma'am? I have returned. Wonderful. I returned and my iPhone is now on a block of ice to cool down. <laughs> and I just have to say it is not hot outside, so it's really it's all about the energy moving through the phone with this topic of conversation. So I'm just going to finish up my sentence, and then we're going to bring you back into the conversation. Um, so what Perfect. we really are doing is helping people understand how they can answer this call without the complete upheaval sometimes, of of their entire life. 
Now, sometimes the upheaval does occur, and we have a lot of jokes about we're going to do a, a blooper reel almost of people that I've helped who now are living very different lives. But <laughs> and, but they're very happy, so it's okay. <laughs> so if you are you good with continuing? Um, yes. Just yes. How you decided to answer that call, or how this journey started for you, or whatever it is you'd like to share with us. Sure, sure. Well, so I got back to my, my mainstream life uh, in, in Minneapolis as an engineer, but very quickly after I uh, returned, I had the opportunity to test my fears for the first time and uh, change positions and actually left the company I was with, went to a different one, and began to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think that was one of the key things. I had always been mm. afraid of leading, formally leading teams. And thought, because I was so mushy, I consider myself really mushy inside. And my concern was that my sensitivity would be to my detriment. And what I found was that being a sensitive leader, a servant leader, was actually good. I led a team of engineers, young engineers, and found I liked the mentoring side of it. But um, fast forward three years later, uh, the the difference, the, the, the chasm that I found between me and the, the, the mainstream, if you will, caused me to actually quit my job. <laughs> I just out of the blue said, I've got to quit, and didn't know quite what I was going to do. I'll fast forward a little bit. There were a number of steps along the way. Worth dear, we're um, losing you quite a bit. You, she had stage four. We're losing Sorry, you. We can't really hear you at all. So Sorry. Right, perhaps is this any better? Wi-Fi? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Okay. I've got just reposition in the sun, but on the ice block. The phone is, so hopefully that'll keep it cooler. Um, <laughs> a lot of hot energy here. Um, so what ended up, what, what really accelerated everything was that a very dear friend um, <clears throat> had stage four breast cancer, and I knew beyond a moment of doubt that I had to leave where I was living and go out to California to care for her. And she allowed me to do that. And that's where things became very interesting. And after she ended up passing, uh, one of the things that occurred to me is, oh my God, this friend of mine just gave me the biggest gift in the world. One was to be with her when she transitioned, but the other was, she pulled me out of the life I was in that no longer fit me because partway through I needed to quit my job because I knew I needed to take care of her and I needed to be fully present with her, that whole discussion of being present. And if I stayed even took a leave of absence, I would feel that conflict. So going back to the upheaval, you don't need to take it the big way, but I just threw it out the window and I thought she just gave me this huge gift. I can't go back to the life that I had. I needed to, honor that, that, that change that was ready to take place. Wonderful. Um, and so but, since then, yes. talk to us about, uh, and I'm going to actually have you focus on the mystical aspect of it, the mystical calling, because Sharon is also an amazing Perfect. artist. And she's incorporating her, her engineering brain and her scientific brain into this beautiful fused glass stuff that she does. And you can find her at reddogcreationsllc.com. 
so that aspect of life is is another call that she is answering. But for today's purposes, let's yes. let's speak to the the mystical aspect of things and talk to me about that because you came out here not thinking anything about it. I think, right? I don't even remember honestly. <laughs> I, I believe we started dabbling in it a little bit uh, while I was had gone back uh, to Minnesota for a few months. Um, we started dabbling, putting together ideas of working together uh, where I could bring the skills that I had from the, uh, the the corporate life into like angel meet and greets and things like that. It was just the beginning of, Hey, this, this is a great idea. Maybe I can help. But it was when I came out here, it would have been October of 2017, came out for a visit and let's just do a face to face and put our ideas down and, and work on this event that was being planned. And I had never learned how to do different uh, recognitions of the seasons or as much of the, the earth, honoring the earth, if you will. And uh, more, I, I guess I'll say the layers just started releasing. <clears throat> and I would start to dig into one thing. And with your help, you were able to help me get past or work through some of the feelings. So for me, the key, two of the key phrases is understanding, responding versus reacting. Responding is staying in the feelings. Reacting is you're getting all tied up in the emotions and your conditioning and past habits and patterns and behaviors. <clears throat> and as these things started coming up for me um, and, and actually ended up moving out here um, not long after that visit, but working with you, it was so helpful because these things would come up. And I didn't have words for it, or I had not expected it to bubble up to the surface, but you were able to help me work past these blockages or these past patterns or even some, some past life um, issues um, that came up. So it's just been unfolding to the point of, I'm going to say it was as recently as maybe two months ago that I finally said, I have got to stop being so fearful. I need to be all in. I'm either in or I'm out. And Part of that was I was toying with, gee, do I start an engineering consulting business or do I really go all in with mystical truth and then obviously the other business, but mystical truth being the, the highlight today. And uh, what was so funny for me is I didn't want to be a burden to you. It's like, well, I don't want to ride your coattails here. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like, oh, God, I don't want to do that. But that's not what it is. It's you bring part of it. I bring the other part of it from what I've been walking is I so strongly believe I am here to help with this. And I needed to let the other really go to be able to step, step up into this. And so what I've noticed and what I hear you saying, but I just want to highlight it, is as you have chosen to follow this calling, because it really has been a that calling from within, uh, as you've chosen to follow this calling, it's not only – so you Sharon does – uh, a lot of the social media for Mystical Truth, a lot of the, uh, if you receive our Angel Whispers, uh, which you can sign up for free at mysticaltruth.com, Angel Whispers are a weekly inspiration that I download from the angelic realm for you all. And uh, they're free and you just uh, you just receive them in your email. And I will say, uh, if you are signed up for Angel Whispers and you're not receiving them, check your your spam folder and and move us over to the not spam. 
uh, because we've just reinstated Angel Whispers after a very long time because I can only do my part. I can't do all the parts, and so I need people like Sharon. Uh, and so now that we have someone here who is answering that call again, which is lovely, uh, Sharon takes care of things like getting the Angel Whispers out. She'll help get the newsletters out. She helps with uh, a lot of the promotion. She helps with just so much of the technical stuff that you know it's very hard for me to get the messages for the different aspects and, and download the classes from the enlightened beings that work with me and all of that, and wear the technical hat. I really can't do both. So Sharon has stepped in and just been a tremendous assistance with all of that. And so as you're doing this, though, as you're giving to the Mystical Mm. Truth Project, I guess we'll call it, uh, you also are receiving sort of this intensive, I guess, intensive sort of growth and change and and it's very interesting to see how you just are shifting and shifting and shifting and shifting and shifting it's like you're on this expedited sort of course would you say right Uh, most definitely and the further i've come in uh, the more it keeps happening and uh with uh okay (laughs) so with, with without going too far is uh a certain phrase, and then, oh, another growth opportunity. Great. <laughs> so that would be hashtag F my life or F me. Right. F me. <laughs> another growth opportunity. Yes, that has become a mantra exactly. of Sharon's. <laughs> it, it, it has. Because it's like, oh, goody, here's another one. We're getting T-shirts made for the next event. <laughs> and it is a funny and, – and they can can be – uncomfortable i'm not going to say painful they could be uncomfortable but at the same time i've become very comfortable with being uncomfortable and know that once i get once i let go of either a big thing or a little thing okay it's nicer on the other side and then i can get that much further but that's what's so cool about working together the collaboration is you 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 are the the conduit right you're you're getting the downloads you're bringing that forward and then what you're able to do is then hand to me Gee, all those skills that I developed in my corporate world, they work real nicely for this. So it's right. this, this beautiful concert. And isn't that divine orchestration that the things that I enjoyed so much about what I did in the corporate life, they fit so nicely into bringing forward mystical truth? They really do. Yeah, it's, it is divine yeah. orchestration. And I think that there's so much divine orchestration that occurs and when we talk about divine orchestration, what we're speaking of is how if you don't force things, if you can sit back and allow them to unfold and take steps when you have the call to take a step, to step back when you have the call to step back, you know, speak or don't speak or just kind of listening to that call, what's happening is it's on a much grander scale, right? There are powers that be out there in the universe that are really assisting. If we step up to do our part, they're going to match us. And they're going to assist with that orchestration and the right person or the right thing comes in. We were just uh, working with the social media this morning. And there was someone... And I don't remember who it is, but I'd actually kind of like to give them a shout out. There was someone who had like, what, 28,000 followers or something that 
tweeted yes. or Instagrammed or something. I'm I'm not the social media guru, but uh, so so something with that they retweeted. Was that right? Twice something yeah, they, that we had posted did. for Mystical yeah. Truth. So who was? Do you know who that was? was uh, Bree 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 Clark. I forget what her last name is. Bree B R I. She she's a psychic as well. It is Clark? Yes, um, I remember and, Clark. Yes, Bree Clark. Okay. Yeah, so Bree Clark, and and it was shocking because. Last night we were having fun, so you were you were uh, <laughs> indulging in uh, a little personal. Uh, <laughs> I was teaching um, myself how to do acrylic nails because I love having acrylic nails, but when I go in to get them done, it's they're always so uh, just churn and burn in and out, in and out, in and out, and it stresses me out because I'm such an empath that it's not relaxing. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to learn how to do my own. Yesterday I decided to learn how to do my own, so that's. What we were doing, yes, carry on. I'll, I'll be yeah, honest so, about what I was yeah, doing. So, <laughs> yeah, perfect. So it was really fun watching you over there doing your nails for the first time. And so I had a snap photo. And so we, we posted that. I think I sent it to you and you put it on Instagram and put it on Facebook. And then this morning, I thought, oh, I've got to get that on Twitter. So I tweeted and I actually remembered hashtags. I'm learning to do all the hashtag things. And <laughs> within moments, I had this my feet. And I thought, well, how about that? Well, and then as we were getting ready to do this show this morning, um, I went out and made sure that the link was on Twitter as well. And within moments, she retweeted. I thought, who is this person? So then I took a look at her, her account on Twitter and uh, some followers. Uh, she's following You're breaking you know, up, my love. Here you go. I'm sorry. 28,000 followers, <laughs> and she just retweeted two mystical truths tweets. So Isn't that lovely? if that's not divine orchestration, I don't know what is. Right. Yeah. So this is, yeah. this is what we talk about with divine orchestration. It's we don't have to do everything ourselves if we are listening to what's happening, and, and it doesn't always make sense. So Sharon coming from this corporate world where everything needs to make sense, now working with me with Mystical Truth is finding, you know what, I don't know why we're doing this, but this is what we're doing. I know it doesn't make sense, but this is what we're doing. And inevitably, something happens where it made total sense to do that. And that's because exactly. we, it's not just what you see is what you get. When it comes to answering this call from the universe, there is divine orchestration in play that we have, we have no concept of the reach and of what's happening on the angelic realm or the enlightened realm or whoever it is that's assisting us with this divine orchestration. So we have to uh, stay centered. And this, <clears throat> this week's Angel Whispers was slow and steady. And it was talking about just allowing yourself to stay centered and and take action when you're feeling it's time to take action. Not, I oh. think I'm, I think this is what I need to do next. And it's, you know, so much of the time it's all brain oriented. And, and the deal is that you either believe this stuff or you don't. You either walk the talk or you don't. And while none of us is perfect, if we can just do our very best to work in conjunction with the universe, Things unfold. And so things like this person retweeting the mystical truth, who frankly, I haven't Twittered in years. I tried it a little bit. I, I'm not a social media person. I really do my best for business. 
because that's part of the call. That's how it's done these days to get out to people, right? So I try to figure it out until I have someone who can come in and assist me, but I haven't done anything with Twitter in in several years. And so for this to be occurring as when did you start tweeting the mystical truth stuff? Wasn't it just recently? I I'm not even aware of it. Very recently. It's okay. very recently. Yes. So this is divine orchestration in motion, having this person find yeah. us. And and another bit of divine orchestration in motion was um, Jenny McCarthy actually follows me on Twitter. <laughs> it was kind of it. this fluke thing that occurred with with somebody who's been working with me for over 20 years, actually, a, a client, student, now friend. Uh, and she happened to call in to Jenny McCarthy's show or something, and they started talking about me somehow, and Jenny McCarthy started following me on Twitter. And So, again, divine orchestration, right? If we can, as we're answering these calls, not try to make sense of them. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't ever use our left brain. Because sometimes, like we have, we will uh, talk about the angel meet and greet at the moment. My One of my callings is to get, there's a class that was downloaded to me, I'll say about 11 years ago, called an angel meet and greet. And it's where we actually, it has to be done in person because I'm very, very, very careful about making sure you're connecting with the right energies. But it's where I actually introduce you to your team of angels and teach you different techniques and tools to work with them and develop a relationship with them where it's not just that they're these pie-in-the-sky things. They're actually a part of your everyday life. And it's very interactive. It's a lot of fun. It's very deep. It's life-altering for people in most cases. Uh, and so, But to put on these events, then we need to use our left brain. Okay, we've got to reserve where's – Where's the best place to do it? We need to reserve the room. We need to have the credit cards to pay for the room. We need to, you know, there are different steps that need to be taken, but the inspiration and the orchestration comes first. And then it's a sort of a tandem divine orchestration, uh, 3D earthly steps that are from the left brain, you know, and we just kind of go back and forth with that. And so... We do have, by the way, for anybody who's listening, we do have an angel meet and greet scheduled for September 29th in Scottsdale, Arizona uh, at the La Quinta Inn. Um, And so we do have people who fly in from all over the country for for these gatherings, and they are very small. I cap them. At this point, I've bumped it up to about 20 people. It used to be capped at 15 or 16, but now we will accept up to 20 Uh, Because I want it to be very personalized. You know, I want it to be very clear. I want to know that you are communicating well with your angels. That's my call is to make sure that we have quality communication between you and your angels so that you can implement that into regular everyday life. That's my one of my big callings is to help people see these angels are not far and away beings. They're beings that are here to help you should you desire them to help you. And uh, it can be so much more fun in life. It can be so much more simple in life when we're working with them. So it's very practical. It's, okay, now you've learned this technique. Now how can this work in your day-to-day life? How do you use this every single day of your life? And so uh, the angel meet and greet is a big part of what we do, but it does take some left brain. So the 
the social media is definitely a left brain thing. <laughs> you know, learning and understanding all of that. And and so it's got to be, you know, everything is balanced here on earth. Everything it's uh mind, body, spirit, right? It's got to be all of them and it's got to be practical or else you're really just wasting your time whether you if you're all in any one of those 3, it's it's probably not so healthy and it's probably not going to be easy to answer that call that you have from within. It's got to be a nice balance. Um, So do you have anything to add to that, Sharon? Yeah, absolutely. So with with the angel meet and greet, it it is very interesting because it it is a lovely reminder of where, where we are from and what our connection is to, to the source, to the one and that we are all one and the power of using our team, team of angels or guides or however people most closely identify with that. Um, so one of the things I would ask you is, so you said you, you uh, were inspired to do the, or you had the download for the angel meet and greet. Can you tell us a little bit more about that <laughs> and what your journey yes. has been with that, with the angel <laughs> meet and greet? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I can say that I did not answer the call gracefully. <laughs> I uh I had you know, I had studied again all my life. I had parents that would go to different retreats and seminars and workshops and classes and they would take me along because they didn't want to pay for a babysitter while they were gone. So literally been training my whole life going to other people's classes and retreats and so on. And then I started working with a worldwide organization that uh, – I say it every time I talk about it, but it's just a full disclaimer. I will not disclose what that uh, organization was because it's changed hands. The founder has passed away, and I I don't feel good about what it's become, and so I don't want to subject people to that – but I want to give credit to my mentor. So I had this amazing mentor. I started working with his, his global organization that, that was all about teaching people about their own connection to source, to universe, to God, to whatever you want to call it, and the fact that they had this beautiful team and that there was so much more than what they were being taught. And so I taught his classes and worked with that organization in a leadership role for about 16 years. Uh, He passed away, and I found that I just was not thrilled with what was happening to this organization, so I stepped out. I I didn't feel it was integrity-based anymore, and I just needed to walk away. And uh, in doing so... There were a lot of people, you know, as you step into this role of answering a call, suddenly the people that are meant to find you, who who are meant to learn from you or experience with you, sort of find you, right? And so I had this large group of people that were going, well, um, we want to learn from you, but I didn't have his classes to teach anymore. (laughs) So... I I knew this call was getting more intense. Now that he had passed away, there was this void that needed to be filled by, you know, more than just one person, frankly, because he was a large presence. And so finally, with a whole lot of badgering, frankly, from people that I love and are near and dear to me and people that were my teachers or my students, and finally I 
gave in to the fact that I was meant to teach my own classes, which just terrified me. <laughs> and so I sat down and just asked what they would like me to teach, and the angel meet and greet was born. And we started in a tiny little store in Sanford, Florida, and uh, it was called Elemental Crossings. It's now Luna Soul, uh, but it's changed owners, lovely lady that owns it. But uh, Spring Rain, you can find her at springrain.com. Frankly, it's R-A-Y-N-E. She's an amazing intuitive nutritionalist, which is very interesting. Uh, but she owned that store, and we started offering angel meet and greets to her clients in that store. And it grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. And these, so it, it just kind of morphed, and now it's morphed into a two-part uh, two part workshop, which we call a wonder shop because it's not work, it's wonder. And uh, so that people can go as light, you know, the intro to your angels just kind of gives them, it skims the surface, and then the more in-depth aspect of it really teaches you tools and techniques to really communicate and get to know your angels. And so it's been this journey over about 11 years, and it's still morphing into, uh, I think, more wondrous workshops than we've had before. And we have people traveling from all over to to participate, and it's growing, and it's growing, and it's growing. And so... Uh, that that's a a general breakdown. It it was not pretty at first. I fought it for for quite a while. I didn't want to. I hated going in and teaching the classes because I didn't think that I was up to it. I thought, well, no, this this mentor that I had was this amazing man, you know, that just had all this experience. Who am I to think that I can do this? I'm just some little peon who kind of helped him here and there. And so it it really took a lot for me to get over the fear and <laughs> the dread, the dread <laughs> <laughs> of being in front of people and saying, you know, this is what you need to do. And so I had to find my own style because my style is not I'm right, you're wrong. My style is this works for me. This is how I yeah. do things. This is what I'm guided to share with you. It's not me that has come up with all this. I didn't create these techniques. I didn't create these teachings. They come through me from the angelic realm. And so I've had to just be very authentic because otherwise, you know, I went through that, that time frame where it was like, well, I have to be perfect and I have to be professional and I have to really know these are my teachings and, and that just doesn't work for me. It just didn't work for me because that's just not who I am. And so over the years, I've, it's forced me to really become more accepting of myself and to just say what I do is I simply, the Native Americans uh, refer to, or some Native Americans refer to it as being a hollow bone. It's keeping, if you think of a bone, being hollowed out and there's sometimes splinters here and there. Those are the little shadows or the little concepts we have and we have to file those down. We have to deal with those little splinters so that they don't cast shadows upon what we are sharing with the world, what we're delivering for spirit or for the universe. And so my job is to keep that hollow bone smooth and pure and pristine. That's what I do. 
and I keep that connection. I practice, you see me, I practice every single day with my, my connection. I don't take it for granted. Um, and so that's my part. But the teachings that come through, I'd say 98% of what comes through is, has nothing to do with me. It's not, right. you know, and so uh, it took a lot for me to get past what other people put out there. I ran into a lot of other teachers, a lot of other people who do different workshops, have centers, do different things, and they, they have this egoic persona that they put out there, and they kept telling me, well, you've got to, what is your persona going to be? What are you going to, who do you want people to think you are? And I just thought, that is a lot of work. <laughs> that is just a lot of work. If I'm busy keeping my, my, myself, my center clear of splinters, clear of shadows, clear of keeping that connection clear, making sure that I'm always, always, always connected, then how can I be thinking about what my persona is or what I want people to think I am? It just didn't fit for me. And so finally I had to see that, you know what, I don't fit with these people. It's, I can't look at what they're doing and think that that's how I have to do it. And so I take a very different approach from actually anybody else that I know who does this kind of work. And so that's how Angel Meet and Greet as well as all of the other classes, you know, we've got a lot of classes in the, in the can, as they say, uh, waiting to be released. Yep. We've just been waiting for the technical assistance. And all of those things uh, can only come through if I'm stepping completely out of the way. And so it's that refinement. Angel meet and greet is the, the baseline for everybody who comes into mystical truth and wants to study with mystical truth. That's the, as soon as you can, you really need to get the angel meet and greet because above all, that's the thing you need. Whoever you are, I don't care. That's the thing you need. And uh, <laughs> it has refined me as, as I have helped to refine it, most definitely. You know, uh, Even to the point of the pictures for social media, I would not let people take pictures of me because I used to be a model. I used to be very thin. I used to, used to, used to, right? It was different priorities back then. And now, not so much. <laughs> now I'm just... <laughs> Who and what I am. And so the fact, it, it kind of blew my mind that I was like, yeah, go ahead and post those pictures last night because I've got like my hair up in a bun. I've got my nerdy uh -huh. glasses on. I'm just in my pajamas. It is very real. Right. <laughs> right. It's just very real. <laughs> and that has come from my walking the path to be of service to others, I then am also served. But it's because I do it in balance. And that's, that's the key, is helping people find that balance. And so it's a long journey around. That's, that's kind of how Angel Meet and Greets came to be. And, and now, because we have Sharon's assistance and more stability, uh, we're able to really start doing them more and more often, and you'll see them being, uh, there'll be some in Flagstaff, some in Scottsdale. We're looking at probably L.A. area. Uh, there's a real draw to work there, and probably even in the Las Vegas area, probably Denver area. Uh, so those will be the ones that you see coming out next, <clears throat> just because they're easy to get to from Flagstaff. 
quite honestly. Uh, but for now, Flagstaff and, and Scottsdale area. And uh, so it will be neat to watch them grow and see what happens with them, I think. And then we also have this uh, – I think I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to the Aura thing next. Yes, uh, yes. When I was working to create help create a center in Sedona – uh, years ago. In, in, in the archives, you'll hear me speak about Sacred Light of Sedona. I had a business partner at that time, I, I guess, is what we'd call her. I don't even know. It, was, it turned into a great big mess. But the center was wonderful. And we had a gentleman come in named Harold Moskowitz. And you can find him at haroldmoskowitz.com. He works mainly in South America, although he does also, I believe, do some work in L.A., uh, but he was this just amazing person that came in just for a reading. And uh, it turns out that he's actually really active in the empowerment of people. And what he does is he works with an aura photography system, and he goes through South America where there's a lot of Catholic oppression and and just black magic stuff, and there's a lot of different forms of oppression when it comes to people's spirituality. And he takes this aura system around, and he allows, what this does is you put your hand on a sort of a biofeedback thing, and it runs through, it run, it listens, it listens, <laughs> it reads your meridians that are connected with the different organs that are in line with the different chakras of your body or energy centers of your body. And that, as it runs all that information, it can show you what your actual auric field looks like, which is, for anybody who's not real familiar with what your aura actually is, it's an energy field or a sort of bubble around you <clears throat> that uh, is your energy and how your energy interacts with with different energies that it runs into and so it's almost like an energetic fingerprint if you will and so this helps people see there is i'm not just this body that goes into a box at the end you know it shows them they are this living breathing energetic being and so this gentleman he he encounters a lot of confrontation and a lot of difficulty but his calling seems to be to help people see that you're more than they're telling you, that you have your own direct connection. And if you like church, I'm assuming if you like church, fine, that's wonderful, but know that you have that direct connection and nobody can take that away from you. And so this, uh, I met this gentleman, I'm going to say probably five years ago. Uh, and <laughs> I have been inspired ever since to do the same thing but in North America and through Europe. And so I, again, his name is Harold, and it's M-O-S-K-O-V-I-T-Z dot com. And uh, you can find him on Facebook and HaroldMoskovitz dot com. Uh, now, I believe everything is in Spanish, so it, it's hard for me to read because I'm just not educated in Spanish. But... Uh, I want to give full credit to who inspired me to do this because to me it seemed very much like what my mentor did 
with the angelic realm, with your, your own team of angels, making sure that people knew you don't have to go through the church, you know. And not that church is bad, but sometimes they are limiting and a little manipulative sometimes. And I don't want to offend anybody, but, you know, I think we all know that that can be the case. And so you have that connection whether you go to church or not. It's whether you decide to develop it and maintain it. That's that's where the glitch can be for people. And so I've been inspired to find this, to do this aura system the way that he has. And so that is something that Mystical Truth is seeking to acquire. If anybody is inclined to want to donate towards that, there's a donate button on mysticaltruth.com. And uh, all you have to do is in the notes section, just type aura, and I'll know exactly it's A-U-R-A. And even if you misspell it, I'll know what it means. Uh, Everything that comes in for that is just going into one fund to fund this system, which is a little expensive. It probably will be, did we see like about 8,000 altogether? Yes, yeah, about 8,000. So, and that will allow us to travel and even do things like go into maybe some schools or some kids groups or different things to let, you know, because in schools they talk about your bubble, you know, respect other people's bubble. And so we can show them their bubbles. They can see that they are energetic beings. We can help people that are trying to understand this, that I think I'm more than they're telling me I am. We can show them, you know, and it's very interactive. So there can be response and there can, it's a live action thing that can really assist people in understanding more. And we even, there are even uh, hookups for pets so that, you know, your dogs or your cats, we can see their auras so we can help people understand. Yes, animals have souls. Yes, animals are energetic beings. Yes, they're not just, it blows my mind what some people think about animals. (laughs) So just helping, and it does so much more too, because this, this aura system allows people to really see where there's some issues, what energy centers need some work. It because our uh, our energy is where dis ease begins. Uh, these different energy centers, and so it's become pretty common knowledge, I think, with most of the world or most of I don't know most of the world. I think that your emotional state can very much affect your physical state and your emotional state is affected by or does affect your energetic state and so that's what this machine shows it's almost like an energetic x-ray and so we can help people see how to correct things before they become physical issues or gee you know you're having problems with your knees but where does that line up and how can we help those problems with your knees what needs to happen? Where's the energetic block? And I've seen it work over and over and over over the decades uh, to work with these systems. And so that's, you know, another part of the calling for mystical truth is to acquire this aura system, this aura photography system, and help people understand on that level what's happening with them. And these will be offered at the angel meet and greets once we get that system, but we also will just travel around and, and, uh, you know, some will be for free, some will be uh, charging, depending on what the situation is. Um, but it gives us the option to do different things with this and help people understand 
what's happening with them. And I would love for you to share, because you also have been really inspired by this calling. And so can you, Sharon, uh, share with us what's meaningful to you about this? Yeah, so so thank you for asking that. One of the things that is so cool, because uh, you introduced me to uh, my aura about five years ago, uh, even though I was aware of it, it was very interesting to see it. But where I've been getting so excited about this, this, this technology, this aura machine is, number one, I want to get my hands on it, is, you know, I, I was an electrical engineer by training. And understanding the, the energy is, gee, what about the biofeedback? When I spike, if, it, if it's happiness, what, what happens when, when I'm filled with joy? What does my aura look like? Um, if, if, I have, if I fall into the world of emotion and I have a spike of anger or fear, being actually able to see what that does to my aura or it, when interacting with someone else. So if we're working with someone and have them on the aura machine and they're, they're on the sensor, their hand is on the pad, or if, if it's their pup, their paws are on the pad, I think it's their hind hmm. feet or something like that, and be able to see what happens. So what if, you, what if you say good boy to your dog or you pet them lovingly? How does their aura shift? How does your aura shift um, when mm. you're doing that? Right? Because uh, they yes. always talk about when you have pets, how much, how having a pet or like a cat or a dog or what, lowers blood pressure. What does it do to your auric field? And when we interact with each other, it's not just random. We, we are merging energetic fields in, in our little bubbles. Or what does this do to me? Or if I'm holding the stone, what does it do to me? And just being able to play with all that, that to me is so exciting. Number one, helping people understand they have this. And if someone gets close to you and have this, either A, you want to get closer to them, or B, it's like, whoa, you, are t- you need to be an arm's length away from me because of, of their energetic field. Their bubble is, is unpleasant, perhaps. Right. Um, I, I'm looking forward to bringing that out and just helping people understand that we are more than just this physical body, this bag of bones, if you will. Well, and we even spoke about bringing it, uh, kind of using your understanding of the corporate world because there's a whole movement now uh talking about conscious capitalism uh corporate mystics you know uh ceos that really are kind of incorporating the mystical into the mainstream business and so we even spoke about you know bringing the aura photography system into some of these corporate uh environments to help them understand okay how does you know, you're thinking about job placement or uh, we talked about a lot of different things, but really right. letting people see how does this affect your energy? How does yeah. the environment do, do affect like your do... energy? Yes, yes. So like even going into a corporate, corporate fair, they have wellness fairs or uh, working with, with, with teams themselves is – all right, what, do, do I like to do these types of things? What is a good fit for me when you look at teams? Uh, if, if it's a project team and, and so much of what you do on, uh, on a daily basis is project-based, um, helping people explore new paths because sometimes you can get stuck. You, you can be pigeonholed. Well, so-and-so, Tom, always, he's always our, our computer-aided design and drafting person. Heaven forbid Tom wants to go, go into marketing. Well, guess what Tom's aura, when, when he talks about marketing and he's looking at the job description, oh, my gosh, he, his aura is just beautiful when he does this versus when he's sitting in front of the, the, the CAD terminal, his, his aura is, 
you know, whatever. It's not as healthy, not as happy. Lack Things aren't flowing as yes. much. Yeah, yeah. and so it really nice can, yeah. it can help businesses, corporations, and so on, really bring out the best in people and help people not die a little bit every day that they're there. Right. You know, Save maybe the maybe he doesn't know that he'd actually be good yes. at marketing, but when he sees what shifts in his chakras and his aura in a tangible manner, which is what this brings science and mysticism together, so to speak, or science and metaphysics together, this system is pretty amazing. And and so it really can help people bring out the best in themselves and make life better, make life even better without having to blow it all apart, without having to make changes and just hope for the best. You know, they can actually see a tangible, and their bosses can see a tangible of, wow, you know, yours really reacted this way to this. Let's give you a shot and see how it works out for you. And, hey, so-and-so in sales absolutely hates sales apparently, but, you know, that's that whole fake it till you make it thing. Don't tell anybody that you don't like what you're doing, right? But he lit up when he was talking about doing the job that we're going to move you out of. So let's see how he does with this. And it just gives a whole nother level of success to the people, to the company. It makes employees uh, be happier with what they're doing so that they're not bailing, leaving, having heart attacks, the health issues that pile up from doing something that you hate every single day are just mind-boggling. Absolutely. So and the the aura system is something that uh, you know mystical truth has a call to do. And so I am gonna I am going to say if you are somebody who would like to assist but don't know how to assist, or you want to make a difference but you don't know how and you're so inclined, every little bit helps, whether it's $5, $5,000, whatever it is, uh, every single bit will go directly towards that aura system to get it into motion uh, to be of service through mystical truth. So it's not tax deductible. I'm not a nonprofit, and that way I don't answer to the governmental rules. Uh, so there's there's a specific reason behind that, <laughs> but... Uh, I am just going to toss that out there, and then I'll I'll say go ahead with whatever you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that, that that's a nice thing because that is a way for answering the call. Yes, for people that, that help answer the calls. If you feel compelled to do that, we we are very very appreciative of of that contribution. Um, no, what what I was going to say is so often it's a challenge. What some of those key phrases, right? Is finding the right seat on the bus for employees. Mm. And yes. This, this, this feedback can help do that, as well as the concept of job sharing is, yes, you stay in this role and, and this person stays in that role, but how about for three months? Let's, let's let you guys try on a hat, try on a different hat, sit in a different part of the bus and try it because I it appears that, that this, this lights up your circuits, if you will. So let's try a job sharing thing. And you might both say, you know, I don't want to do it. Or my, one of you might say, this is perfect for me. The other might say, you know, I really do like that other job. And I'm fine staying here. But it allows people to try on different uh, skills, try out different talents without all this huge disruption in the job place. And employee retention and um, you, you have people who are valued employees and you want to keep them there 
but you also want to give them the opportunity to grow. If you are a manager who believes or a company that believes in the conscious capitalism, you want your team, you want your people to be happy and inspired and be healthy and want to come into work. So th- this is a nice piece that would fit in there is that this going back again, my, 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 my challenge was being intuitive and right-brained in a very left-brained logical world. Well, guess what? This brings that, this, this quantitative um, aspect to things of no kidding. Here's the feedback on this. We can see it on the screen. We can see how that changes and there's science behind that. And this also allows, you know, I'm kind of present and in the moment and listening to where we're going, and it may seem that we're getting off topic, but we're not. Because what this aura system does and what we're talking about is it allows people to have something tangible to say, you know what, I really have a feel that I need to do this. So because sometimes our call is I my calling is to be an ethical salesperson so that I can be a role model for other people who might be good at sales and that it can be an ethical and integrity-based thing. Because really, I mean, I did sales for over 20 years on a professional basis, <clears throat> and it's communication. I always was one of the highest in whatever company I worked in, and I always had the lowest returns in any company I worked in or the lowest complaints, et cetera, because I didn't, quote, sell people. I communicated and I listened. And I was very integrity-based. If I didn't think what I had to offer was for them, I would let them know, you know what, I'm, I'm not hearing that we have what you're looking for. And sometimes they would sell me on selling them. You know, but my calling was at that point, okay, I'm a single mom. I need to earn money for my kids. I've got to raise my kids. And so, all right, that was a position that could afford me um, the freedom to be a single mom and do what I needed to do for my kids and make enough money or earn enough money. But I was going to do so in an integrity-based manner in an industry where that was not the case. And so I got to be a role model for other people that were in the company. I got to be a role model for other people that were customers that could see, okay, it doesn't have to all be just slimy and skeezy, you know. And so at that time my calling was, all right, I'm I'm interacting with loads of people. I want to leave them feeling good about this interaction, feeling like not every salesperson is a scammer. And I want them to leave feeling better than they felt when they – came in or when they spoke to me on the phone or whatever the case may be. And and by doing so, I was answering my call. I was making the world just a little bit better with every conversation. And so what we're talking about with this aura system is that it lets people find what brings joy to your soul. What is closer, more closely aligned with the path that you're here to walk. And it gives them a tangible it you print this stuff out they have pictures they have charts they have graphs they have information they have all of this stuff that is like for that left brain person (laughs) and so even though it seems like maybe we've gotten off track we actually haven't because that is the goal of mystical truth and the path that i walk and the calling i have is to help empower people in their own lives and uh, revisit the wonder of themselves without blowing life apart. 
unless that's what they decide they want to do. And so we are still talking about answering that call and I and assisting other people in answering that call. You know, so if someone feels obligated to, you know, I really I feel like I I hear this kind of thing all the time. I feel like I'm supposed to write a book. I need to write a book because I've had these experiences and I've overcome and everybody tells me I should write a book. And then I'm I'm talking to the person and I'm intuitively sensing the last thing in the world you need to do is revisit these horrors that occurred to you to write a book for somebody else who probably, frankly, will never even read it because there's a gazillion books out there. Now, if you're meant to write a book, then yes, people will find it, and that's different. But if we had this aura system, we could have that person on the aura system, and we could say, okay, talk to me about writing this book, and we could see, does your aura light up or does it dim down? Yeah. You know, I, for one, people talk to me about you should write a book about your life, and, and Sharon and I were joking about it because we're thinking it would have to be a whole lot of books because in my past there has been just so many different kinds of abuse. It's insane, just literally insane. Uh, there have been so many different things that have occurred that could be books in themselves. But they didn't happen for me to write a book. They happened for me to be able to really identify with anybody who comes along or virtually anybody who comes along and so they were a part of my path but they're not a part that I need to revisit now to write a book about I don't need to be inspiring in that manner I don't need to have people see me as the victim and then the victor right that's not what I'm about that's not my path could I write a book would it be interesting sure probably that's not the book that I'm meant to write yes I'm meant to write books not about that and with this aura system, we can help people release that obligation that society puts on them and find what really lights them up. And so this is a tool to help people find the call. What is your actual call? What actually lights you up? To be enlightened simply means, if you think about yourself as a, like one of those old oil lamps, right? You, you have this light of creation that flows through you. To be enlightened is just to turn the knob up on the flame in that oil lamp that you are. It's to become brighter from within. It's not this place that you reach. It's not an outside thing that you seek to encounter. It's revisiting the wonder of you and allowing that to, to bloom, to become enlightened. You are a lamp that is becoming lit. And so this aura system helps us help other people find out what enlightens them. And so that's why this is so important to us. That's why it's such a big calling, uh, for me at least, and for mystical truth. And um, Sharon has similar reasons, I'm sure. But So we are still on topic, and we do really want to uh, help people understand part of that, answering the call. Uh, do you have any questions? I know you were probably making notes because that's what you do. Um, I think we, we may actually do the full two hours today. We're, we're at 35 minutes to count down to the full two hours, but I think it's good, so we'll just go with it. Yeah, so, so interesting, and I hadn't thought about this until you, you were describing this, this piece right here is regarding answering the call and talking about lighting up the circuits. 
And I was reflecting on, wouldn't it, it have been interesting? So you think um, when you're in high school, and, and at least for me it was high school, like my senior year of high school way back when. Um, but these days uh, young folks are looking at what is their career path when they're, what, junior high, if not earlier? Yeah. And yes. you, th- you think of the very high cost of colleges this day- these days for those who are pushed, not pushed into, or, or feel as if they need to go into college to get a degree to do what they're supposed to be doing in life. So I'm going to put, put that in there as well as the concept of something called human design. Yes. And um, without going too deeply into that, but it's, it's something that was introduced That's part to me of your as, calling. It is part of my calling. Um, but it's helping understand who you are authentically and what gifts you bring and being able to understand what is self and what is not self. So um, it, that also goes along with chakras as well as other things. But one of the key things that I've learned about me as part of this is I have what's known as an open head center. In addition to a, a couple of others that are open, but the head especially is when I'm around people, oh my gosh, I could never understand before human design of, We'd be talking about things, and man, I am all pumped up, and oh yeah, this is awesome, awesome, awesome. And then I'll leave the meeting, and I'll I'll get back to the next day, and occasionally there'd be times I would volunteer to do things. It wasn't because I wanted to; it was because my head center was open, and intellectually I was picking up on them, and I I could get myself way off track, which I've done because I was picking up on them. So what what would be interesting to me is understanding. Here's, here's the aura system. So going back to people when they're taking a look at what do I want to do with my life while you're still in school, do I continue to, to go to school? Maybe college is the right thing for me and advanced degrees. Maybe technical school, learning a trade is actually what resonates really well with me. Maybe I don't go to any of that. I start my own business or I go volunteer for the Peace Corps or whatever it is, being able to look at what lights up using this aura system to help understand really where, where, what is a good fit energetically? What is the calling answering the call for that person um, versus perhaps being misled because of these open centers that are part of that person's human design. And then gosh, 25 years down the road, you turn around and say, how did I get here? Versus if I knew what really lit me up, I could have been perhaps more directed than, Things might be more colorful in other ways, but but I, I that didn't dawn on me until we were you you were talking and describing the the aura machine a little bit more and answering the call of boy that would be really cool when you look at junior high high school career fairs wow yes yeah not just your SATs and your ACTs but uh, right what, what, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny because you know you take those aptitude tests in school and mine were off the charts for business. And I just laughed because I thought, that is so not me. Because, uh-huh. which I'm sure you can laugh at now, because now you know how my brain works. It actually is my forte. I do have yes. a very good mind for business. However, I have this this real calling. So the aptitude tests don't answer the calling aspect it doesn't answer the life purpose it says what your brain is good at it doesn't say what your heart where your heart is going 
And so being able to sort of merge all these different things together, if back then somebody had been able to say, wow, you know what, we look at your aura, we see that you're a healer and a teacher, we look at even incorporating yes. human design or, you know, whatever it might be, yes, you are very good at business. I easily could have gone into a, a situation where I help metaphysical people build their businesses or conscious capitalism people build their businesses or mystic CEOs build their businesses because I do have that mind had I gone to business school, but instead I just laughed at it and thought, you're insane. And now at 53, I think, God, I wish I had pursued it because the two need to come in together. So they're right. not, you know, it's just we only get these little pieces, but it's so rare that people pull in all of it. And so I think what happens is people either answer the calling or the aptitude. I don't know that many people pull them together. And that's what I think we're here to do as human yeah. beings is have that experience of, you know, we came with this life purpose. Whatever your calling is, that's part of your life purpose. And you came with the tools to do that. So I was meant to assist in helping this movement of conscious capitalism to move forward so that you're, yes, you're being successful in business because we're on a planet where money is what makes things move to a certain degree. So as you are successful, you're able to then assist other people in being successful. And so that's what I use my business mind for is, hey, let's cross-promote. Let's help each other. Let's really – because the more people you serve, the more fulfillment there is. And it just it's win, 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 you know. And so I've learned now to take my business mind and use it for that kind of thing. But, geez, imagine if somebody had known back then or if I had run into someone that knew back then to take the aptitude of the mind – the physical nature of the body and the call of the spirit and put them all together and go, here's your package. Here's what you'll be good at. Instead of just one piece here or one piece there, you know, for most people it's like, oh, you're a psychic healer, medium, etc. So you have to be sick and poor and take a vow of poverty and, you know, and have drama in your right? life. No, not true. You can be sharp in the mind, you can be healthy in the body, and you can do this, follow this calling. There's no reason not to have all three in balance. And so uh, I think that's what we're, with this call, this podcast, what I'm seeking to do is to help inspire people to see that it can all come together. And so your calling that you have will incorporate what you're good at mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever it might be, when you are true to yourself, when you are being you. And so I think, you know, as we're speaking, I think that's what I'd like people to take from this call is, can you tie all of that together and know that your calling may not exist yet out there? So it may not make sense. You may not be able to put a label on it because you may have to come up with your own label it may not exist already because we're in a time of change. And so it may look different than you think it's going to look. And I think that's the point that I'd like to get across to people. 
uh, is, and it really comes down to just staying centered and staying present in the moment and, and understanding that you are a holistic being, mind, body, spirit, that energy and physicality dancing together. We're not only in the third dimension, we're also in this very etheric uh, place. And so it's sort of, I call it dancing through the dimensions, where you're sort of staying in balance in the different places. And it's, it's this beautiful flow, I think. And it's just getting the hang of it. So would you say? I, I, I certainly would. And you, you, I think probably about the last word that you just used was the word flow. And that's the other thing when you said your calling might not already exist. There might not be a label for it. If you allow things to just flow without feeling you need to have the label and allowing it to emerge in the time in which it needs to emerge, but just what, what, what I call like following the breadcrumbs is just allowing that to be fluid, being present, listening to, to your inner guidance. Um, uh, that helps it as well is it allows you to flow to the place that makes sense. Um, even though it might not make sense as you're flowing there, it gets you there. Um, and, and that balance, the, the holistic person that we are, or people that we are, um, and having all three aspects of yourself in balance, if you just stay in the flow and allow it to unfold, it will unfold in the way and in the time in which it needs to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of a beautiful thing. We have about 25 minutes to the show. I didn't actually intend to go the full two hours, so I'm feeling like it's no. probably about time to start wrapping up. Uh, is there anything else that you feel like we've missed or that you'd like to share or that you want to ask about so that, that I can share on it or anything you want to promote as far as things that we've got going on? Because, frankly, you know a lot more about what we have going on than I do. <laughs> ah, yeah, yes. All right, so I, I do have one more question, and I, I think it fits into just where we were, is, again, regarding answering the call. Do you need to just dive right in, or do you need to be all in, or can you just take the steps? Personally, I'm a fan of starting with taking the steps. I'm, I'm not the person who's going to guide somebody to say, oh, you've got this call to do that, great. You've got to throw everything away and just jump in. Now, I know that when you hit a point, and I'm going to use you as a uh, example, as an example because mm-hmm. you're the one we have here. Okay. So I hope that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so you ahead. had taken some <laughs> steps first, and yeah. then you decided, okay, I'm all in. But you, you took the steps first to keep things stable, you know, yes. Yes. It's, sometimes the calling is meant to be a part-time thing. Sometimes the right. calling is an all-in thing. And sometimes it's a matter of timing. Sometimes it's, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to get acquainted with this calling. I'm going to start laying a foundation. I'm going to start whatever it might be, building a reputation for myself or whatever it might be. And then I'll know when the time is to go all-in. And so I think the other aspect of things is timing and not uh, not hanging on to the stability out of fear, but remaining stable so that you can better 
strike out and, and sort of pursue that calling. Because if you're coming from an unstable place, then how can you do anything in a in a healthy manner? Right. So I'm right. unless you really get this nope, it's gotta be all in, it's now or never kind of thing and it's I think the majority of the time when that happens, it's like you were talking about. You're influenced by other people, especially like the, uh, you know, I've, because I love to study humanity and sociology and psychology, and I just, I just love to study that. And so I would go to a lot of the personal development things, and I would see how they would get people riled up to, you've got to commit now, you've got to commit 100%, you've got to go buy this $12,000 program, $20,000 program, $150 program, whatever it is, right? You've got to do it now, 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 now. And they really were playing on people's emotions. And this isn't everybody, but this is a lot of them, uh, really playing on people's emotions. And so I see when people do that, you know what? Nope, I just have to dive right in. In many cases, it is a reactionary step. Because yeah. if you sit with it for a little bit, even just a week, a few days, whatever it might be, if you sit with it and allow the emotion to smooth out and you still feel, nope, nope, I think it's it's time to step in, great, then it's time to step in. If you let that emotion settle down and you're coming from your heart center and you say, you know, yeah, I'm really called to do this, but I don't really feel like stepping 100% is the way to go right now. Listen to that start sowing your seeds or start walking the path a little bit or whatever it might be because then you're getting to the place to find out what is 100% even. Is 100% right. of answering the call actually throwing everything else away? Or is it your 100% is perhaps contributing 50% to this call or 10% to this call or whatever it might be or several things, you know, you're you're drawn to help this foundation and that foundation and this person and whatever. Maybe your calling is to kind of spread the seeds that you have to offer. So it's really allowing yourself to see what is it before emotionally reacting. So reaction is sort of this knee-jerk, jumping in, that's it. Response is, all right, I'm feeling like I want to take this action, but it's from a calm stance. I'm feeling like this is the right direction to go. It's not a knee-jerk thing. It's, it stays the same. If you give it a week or two weeks or a month, you still feel the same way if it's a response. If it's a yes. reaction, it spikes up and down. And anything that spikes up and down when we're talking about this is not necessarily healthy. In most cases, is really very unhealthy, actually. And so that's what, how I would answer that question is, um, is I would see how you – are you reacting or are you responding? Can you let it go for a week or two weeks and still feel the same way? You know? Um, and it's – probably goes against a lot of the teachings out there. <laughs> but hey, what else is new? <laughs> uh, me and Popeye, yeah. I am what I am, and that's all that I am. 
well, no, thank you for answering that because it, it doesn't have to be life. It, it, you don't have to turn your life upside down to right. answer the call or begin stepping towards the, the answering of the call. Uh, that, that it is something that can integrate very smoothly into someone's life. And I find that if it's actually coming from a place of light, a place of clarity, um, in other words, if you're being inspired from some, some being, place, etc., uh, we are rarely guided to do something that is going to destroy us. The light doesn't really work that way. So it's either you picking up on other people's stuff, maybe some darkness that would like to see you not achieve your path. I see that happen often. Um, it, it could be a lot of different things. Our past concepts and baggage kind of shifting our perception. It can be a lot of different things. Yes. But the light, we aren't meant to suffer, really. We're not meant to not be okay. The light is not going to guide us into a situation where we are not okay. In my experience, at least, yeah, that, you know. No, the, the lamp that you were speaking of, it will continue to burn steadily. Yes. If, if you're go, heading in the right direction, it will burn. You will be supported by You will be supported if you're walking in that right direction at whatever speed you're comfortable walking. And you've seen that firsthand, haven't you? Oh, my goodness, I have. It's just like, okay, I'm just going to trust and I'm just going to take this one step. It's like, show me the next step. <laughs> is, is right. Been it's been very, in a very, uh, you've had to maintain the trust, but yes. you also have, it's not been wise to do the crazy spiky reaction thing. And so as no, long as you no, no, maintain no. that balance, it's all worked out just fine. It's funny how it has worked out. And, uh, and how it is working out, the, the new opportunities. Yes. I'm very excited to share that, that Lowell Observatory in Flagstaff, which is the observatory that they built, uh, went to, I guess, for Pluto. I, you know the history better than I do, but Lowell Observatory is kind of a big deal in astronomy world. Um, they've actually commissioned Sharon's fused glass work for the celebration of the lunar landing, and also just uh, as, as one of the featured artists at Lowell Observatory, which is not something that they hand out to just everybody. And so uh, that's one of the things that has come about for you in just trusting, and it's kind of neat because you've always had a pull towards astronomy and towards that end of things. And, and so it's watching things unfold uh, in new ways and new opportunities that are coming your way because you are staying very calm and trusting. Wouldn't you say that's a big exactly. part of it? it? It absolutely is. And, and one of the funny things is when I did meet with the, the, the gift shop manager and came back and you just said, and didn't I tell you there's something for you at Lowell back in October? I said, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't ready for that. I it just wasn't time at least for me or for anything else. Uh, right. but, but you saw that, and I needed to get to this point. So uh, right. that, that is also very interesting. Just I wasn't ready to take that huge leap. I needed to, to walk a bunch of different steps to get to this point, and here I am, which is really, really super cool. Yeah. 
Well, and it comes back to that timing. If you'd have pursued it before, it wouldn't have worked out like it is now. And so now Sharon has a new studio in Flagstaff. It's incorporated in Heart and Soul Sanctuary, which is a lovely metaphysical healing center. And I also will be having my office out of there as well. It's uh, 11 Dale Street, I believe. And uh, so you can find Sharon's artwork soon there in her studio and see her working if you like. And so if you're visiting Flagstaff, you can uh, find her again at reddogcreationsllc.com. And she's all over Facebook and Instagram and all of these different things. And, uh, and so, and I would encourage you also to look up Heart and Soul Sanctuary. It's a, just a really a lovely place. The lady who runs it, Dawn, is amazing. And, uh, just very talented. They've got some neat things happening there. And uh, Mystical Truth will be making that sort of the hub, the little home base yes. as far as offices go. And, uh, you know, you can find us at mysticaltruth.com. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And a lot of it is under Terry Gillen, T-A-E-R-I-E-G-I-L-L-A-N. And uh, I will say that Facebook has blocked my posts <laughs> since May 17th. And uh, only allowing profile picture changes and cover photo changes. So apparently, I have been speaking a truth that they don't like very much. <laughs> right. <laughs> so thank uh, you for the validation. So, yes, absolutely. I was very excited about that. Actually, it's a little frustrating, but yay means we're doing something right. Uh, but you can find right? us. Is it mystical truth or the mystical truth on Facebook? I don't even remember. Uh, I think it comes across as the mystical truth. Uh, okay. When I search for mystical truth, it will come across as the mystical truth. And, yeah, okay. That Super. would be the one. So, you know, hopefully people will uh, kind of follow us and sign up for our newsletters, Angel Whispers, et cetera, and just, see, just keep up to date with what's happening. And we're not consistent with these shows at the moment as far as which day and time, but we are consistently posting new shows. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel, correct? Yes, we do. And what and, is that under? And that is under ter- – That is under Terry Gillen right now. We will be going through and uh, uh, perhaps I'll say cleaning it up so it's easier to find the content that you're searching for. If you're looking for meditation, uh, right now those are in a playlist, uh, but we'll we'll clean that up for the right presentation. If you want channeling or if you want some other topic, we'll make it easier to do this. You're breaking up again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. You're breaking up, so I'm just going to talk over you. (laughs) So, Yes, uh, the the YouTube channel is under Terry Gillen, T-A-E-R-I-E-G-I-L-L-A-N. And uh, and as she was saying, there are some meditations on there. They're not fancy. They're off-the-cuff meditations that I did on uh, – actually, we're just posting the meditations from former shows in the archives of Blog Talk so that you have – they're short. They're maybe five minutes long or so, eight minutes long. And uh, just so you have – some different guided meditations to work with as you like. And uh, this is we try to make sure that there's lots of free material out there for people to access And uh, because the calling is to assist people in finding their own enlightenment. It's not a place you get to, people. It's a journey from within. So you were going to say. Oh, no, I was just laughing because it is. It is a journey. It's not uh, a, a destination. 
Yeah, it really is. And I don't know that you ever get there because once you have achieved a certain amount of enlightenment, you realize there's all this stuff that you don't know. So <clears throat> it's it's right. lovely because it never gets boring. It never. I've been on this path for 53 years, and it never gets boring. I can I can tell you that. So uh, we yeah. are going to wrap yeah. up. We've got about 11 minutes till we hit the two-hour mark. Can you believe today. that? We are, yes. Right. So I thank everybody for joining us, and I wish you all the best of the best, and I hope you'll join us again. And remember to listen to the archive shows. There's nearly 100 of them. And uh, we look forward to seeing people in Scottsdale, Arizona. We've got people registering for that class. Again, that's September 29th, and you can register at mysticaltruth.com. And uh, we will be getting with everybody who has registered uh, over the next day or so to give you all of the details. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening and for being there. And the people from all of the other countries that listen to us, I just, my heart is full. My heart is so full. When I look and I see the statistics for all of the different countries that listen to this show, it just is amazing to me, and I'm, I'm very humbled by it. And and just thank you, just thank you. So thank you, Sharon, for being with us, and oh. uh, I look forward to our next episode, whenever and whatever that might be. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, right. everyone, for listening. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.